Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I will be your host. And this episode, we're going to be talking all about Disney's Alani Resort and Spa in Hawaii. This is actually part four of a four-part series we're doing on Alani uh, for the month of July. This will be our question and answer show, uh, which makes me even happier to have our Alani experts with me so they can help me answer these questions. We have Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. We have agent consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Aloha. And we have our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. So, yep, a lot of questions. Um, some we've been saving up for a while that come in for other uh, times we've asked for questions. Some are new. So we're going to get right to those. But before we do, I want to make sure we let people know this will be the last uh, episode where we'll be talking about our contest, where we're giving away a five-day, four-night stay at Disney's Alani Resort and Spa. At the end of this show, we'll have the final question of our 10 questions um, for you to answer and submit your answers and enter into the show. And the final time, we give our instructions of what to do uh, to be a part of that contest. So again, um, question and answers about Disney's Alani Resort and Spa, and we're going to jump right into it. Let's do question number one. What do you suggest as far as flights to Alani? Should I try to fly straight through or stop in L.A. coming from the East Coast? What airlines do you find have the best rates? I'm going to be honest with you. Kevin handles all our flights. So turn it over to you guys. Do you want me to go first? Sure. So you can change it. So I can contradict you. <laughs> so I can tell you where you're done wrong. So I can correct no, it. Um, I think it depends on who's traveling and if you've traveled before, how you travel. There are people who will tell you if you're flying from the East Coast to fly to Hawaii or I'm sorry, to uh, Los Angeles and stay overnight. I am of the belief that get on the plane and get there and get it have the flight behind you. However, it also depends on if you're flying first class or coach. If you're flying coach, that's a long time to be in a coach seat. From Atlanta, it's about nine and a half to ten hours. Uh, John and I are loyal to Delta. We have um, we do fly other carriers if I find something cheaper. I can basically talk to the East Coast. That's where we fly from. We fly from Hawaii and Alani, or, um, Delta has a lot of great choices. Uh, we have other friends who love Hawaiian Air, which also you can fly from uh, more Orlando. West Coast. Or the West Coast. Um, So there's a lot of great choices. So I think it depends on the airline and price. But I prefer to fly from from Orlando to Atlanta and get on a plane. And it is a long flight from Atlanta. It It sure is. It's not a pleasant trip at all. It's almost 10 hours. But we really prefer to get there. That's our goal. Let us just get there and we'll deal with jet lag and tired and all that once we're there. However, I can deal with that in Hawaii. I um we have flown from here to Los Angeles and stayed overnight, excuse me, and I find that just delays things. Right. And you know, you get into it Los Angeles and you don't have a car, so it's like do we rent a car and go out for the day and stay overnight? I'm much more fond, I'm much fonder of just getting on a plane and getting there. So now it's my turn. And for the most part I agree with you actually. Um I think <laughs> <You avoided a laughs> yeah. fight. Um, we have flown from Toronto 
uh, with a connection through Chicago. So it would be very much to what you're, you're experiencing from Atlanta, you know, nine, nine and a half hours direct from Chicago. When we do that, it's typically with United. Uh, United, I find, has a lot of flights in and out of uh, Hawaii. Um, and by the way, when you're flying, going to, Oahu, to Oahu, you're flying into Honolulu Airport, um, if anybody's wondering about that. And so I do find, though, a lot of the airlines aren't using their best planes. <laughs> you would think on a long-haul flight, they're giving you the best, the most comfortable. But what's happening is, for the most part, these are vacationing travelers. And I find they tend to save the newest, best aircraft for the business travelers. So don't. I'm, I was surprised when I got on the United plane, and it was kind of old and a little... i got to be honest with you, we were on the last Delta plane we were on was brand new. Yeah. The last flight yeah. we were on Delta was... Don't, don't you remember that flight, that plane being brand new? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and so sometimes, you know, I yeah, know United. Hit or miss, depending. Yeah. A um, couple things. As far as staying overnight, I don't know that I would like to do that. But sometimes from the East Coast, I like to choose a stop that is kind of halfway. So even though I'm not, um, I'm not staying overnight, if I have to change planes, sometimes I like to do it in Los Angeles or San Francisco. We've done that before where you're kind of, for us, that's about the halfway mark or maybe a little less than halfway. So four and a half, five hours to LA, you get out, you stretch your legs for a couple hours. I like to try to find a connection that's two to three hours and stretch your legs, have a bite to eat and then get on for the second part of the journey. So sometimes I'll do that. Um, if that Chicago connection doesn't work out, um, some people will also do like Hawaiian air you had mentioned. They do have a direct, I believe, from JFK, um, but for the most part, their directs into Honolulu are going from the West Coast. So they have one that goes from Vegas, from Los Angeles, from San Francisco, I believe now. I believe there's Seattle. Seattle, maybe, yep. Um, also, Alaska Air is very popular from the yeah. West Coast. We see a lot of Alaska yeah. Air in the Hawaii, the Honolulu Airport. So what some people will do is they'll use something like their Southwest points to get to Vegas or Los Angeles and then jump Hawaiian Air from there. So there's there's different options as far as best rates. I think that varies a lot. Yeah, I think the first right. thing you want to do is figure out what airlines are going to do it on a schedule that'll work for you. Also, pay attention to aircraft. If you're not, even if you are traveling first class, but if you're not traveling first class, things like seat pitch, how much room you have in coach. Well, trust are, me, we look at the plane yeah. as part of our decision. Absolutely, of what, what there's a couple of things I do. My secrets for booking airfare. I use a couple of websites. I use Orbit and mm-hmm. Kayak. And what I do is I shop there. Yeah. Search engines, right? I yep. use them as search engines. Search engines. See who's in the ballpark is the best price. Most of the time for us, and I think it has to do with because we're leaving from Orlando, Delta seems to yeah. work for us. Uh, and then I do what I do is I go to the website itself. I find that I do better on yes. the airline's website than I do on Orbitz or um, Kayak. That's a great place to do research. Right. But I, I, I book directly through the airline. And if and, you're going to the airline from those sites, don't click from those sites. No, no, Because no. sometimes you think you're being directed somewhere where you're not. Right. So Start I, a new search. Exactly. The other thing I do is I use Seat Guru. Mm-hmm. And I check and see that. Now, John and I have found that there is a certain type of plane with a certain type of first-class seat that we like. And a lot of times the way I book our flight is based on how we can get those seats. And I believe it's an A330 is the the type of plane Plane that that we like. Um, 
I have I have been willing to fly to alternate destinations, alternate connection cities to be on that flight. So I find that especially because that's the long haul portion of it. Right. You know, I'm more willing to say, okay, I'll detour to JFK if I can get that flight. Right. That's the reason we fly to Atlanta because we can pick up that ten hour flight and it has the better plane. Aircraft is a big, big decision for us. Not so much where the connect not always where the connection is, but the type of aircraft being used. The problem with aircraft being part of the decision is that can be substituted anytime. Anytime. So there's always that. But you know, especially I'm typically in coach. Um, so you watch for things like pitch, how much leg room you have, if possible, if it's just two of us traveling, I like to find a configuration that's like a two, three, two or a two, four, two. So there's just, you might have less space, but there's just two of you. You're not dealing with a third person. You're only sharing your space with your Exactly. And now what's becoming more popular is where you can pay for extra leg room Mm -hmm. or pay for premium economy. So look for things like that. If, if first class isn't in the budget, look for things in between and, I I, it's a long time to be in a plane. A long time. That you have to be comfortable with the airfare. Yes. I will – I don't usually jump on airfare. I will look at airfare and wait a week, and I wish I had the secret to finding the best airfare. I wish I did. If I did, I would be a wealthy, wealthy man. But we were just buying airfare for California, and I watched it, and I said – all of the seats that I would want are still available. Well, then a couple of seats booked. Well, our airfare jumped by $40. And I said to John, the airfare is going up. It could go down. Tomorrow it could be half price. But I said, I'm watching the seats start to book, and I'm watching the price go up. And he said, are you comfortable here? I said, I am. He said, book it. Yeah. So it's that kind of thing. You have to decide when the right time to jump is. But again, I watch the other – I go to Orbitz all the time. Orbitz and Kayak. I've never booked an airfare through Orbitz or Kayak. Never. And I wouldn't. There's – I wouldn't. There's sometimes hidden fees. There's different things there's going on. There's also you're adding a third party. Yes. That there's you, also a problem if there's a problem right. with the flight and yep. getting you know, vouchers. You booked or having, through yeah. Orbitz. Now you didn't book directly right. through us. That type and of thing. airlines have really um, – I don't know, set themselves up or configure it themselves to be direct to consumer. Right. They really have years ago, they started pushing out travel agents, uh, orbits, kayak. It all sounds, it's just fancy names for travel agents. Really. Right. They are a, a rebooking, you know, they're a travel agency of such. So, but it's a great place to get information. Exactly. It's a great search engine. So with your air, I say, cut out the middleman. Often we usually find usually every once in a while, it has to be a little bit higher, but I would say on average our air is between 750 and 800 per person round trip. Now, I would also tell you, if you think, if you travel with any regularity, that you develop a loyalty to a certain airline. I've never been good about using frequent flyer miles. Well, we just had to buy what I consider to be an expensive flight. We're flying from here to Europe, but we're not flying in and out of the same city. So it's an open-ended or an open three-leg flight. I don't remember what they call it. And it was expensive. It was expensive even for John. And I started <laughs> playing with – because, you know, John There says, are certain things I'm really cheap about. It's not air. I got to you know, be comfortable when I fly. Right. I have to be. I mean, you know, we could buy the cheap chips. We can't buy the cheap air. So I got playing with our frequent flyer miles. And I didn't have enough to get the full flight. But – Delta offered me the opportunity to buy frequent flyer miles. So instead of being a lot of thousands of dollars to fly, 
it ended up with using our frequent flyer miles, I ended up doing it for $1,300 for both of us in a first-class seat. So I would tell you, even if you're there short jumps, your miles add up. Mm-hmm. Develop a loyalty to one airline. And usually you can pick that airline based on who's closest to you. As I said, Delta. I think Delta considers Orlando a major airport. So yeah. we and use Delta. One last thing about stopping. If you're planning a trip, like when we, this last trip we did in February, we did a you know a three or four night stay in Disneyland first. So obviously mm-hmm. that's a different story. I think what we're talking about is, and I think you know uh, Richard and his family they stopped in Vegas on the way. So we're talking about just deciding to stay overnight in LA and get up the next morning to fly. Right, you're continuing that to fly. I would pass on. Yeah. If you're going to head to Disneyland, say that's a completely right. different. Yes. If you're making sure. that stop part of your vacation, exactly. that's a different thing. Yeah. Than, so I just want to make sure people knew that that's a different conversation. That's not what we're talking. No, about. No, I'm talking about flying halfway and staying yeah. overnight just to break the trip up. And I think I just want to get there. You've you've lost a day of your vacation. All right, moving on to our next question. Alani is on my bucket list. But my husband doesn't like the beach or even sitting by pools. What else is there for him to do? Help me convince him he will have a good time. He should watch the last show. Really, watch the last three shows we just did. We talk all about Alani. However, um, you don't have to take him either. <laughs> there Let's you be go. Clear. Like, why worry about what he's going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Leave him home because he's no fun. Right. Um, one of the things that we did talk about in the past shows is that we are not beach people. We are not pool people. However, we love Alani. Right. There's a, you're, in, uh, you're a couple miles from Honolulu. You're in a major city. There's everything that involves. There's you're more golf. than a couple miles, just to clarify. These are Alani miles. Yeah. That's the right. whole Hawaii island miles. is 20. I live in Florida where the mall's an hour away. Um, That's like, you know, in Alani, it's just a few dollars more deal. for food. Alani, uh, the island's 23 miles across. One side to side. So I consider a couple of miles yeah. a couple of miles. There's, um, you know, there's fishing excursions. There's a lot of different areas around. Um, I know my husband, when we were there for his 40th birthday trip, he wanted to get into a shark tank. So he got in. Not the one that's on TV. No, Friday it night. wasn't with um, Kevin O'Leary and those guys. With different shark tank. Um, so, you know, we went out to Haleiwa and, and we took a boat trip out. Helicopters tours. You can take a day trip to a different yeah. island. There's golfing. There's Great golfing. golfing on the island. Right. Uh, the Koalina uh, Golf Course is just across the street. There's bars all over Alani. I just want to say, too, that if you don't want to rent a car and you decide I'm going to stay in that area, there's the Koalina Shuttle. And the Koalina Shuttle will take you to Roy's and Roy's is in a golf yeah, club? the Coalina Golf Course. Coalina Golf, Golf Co- Club. Club, course. Yeah. G- game, I don't know what it's called. What is happening? Match. <laughs> it's in a golf match area. Um, He's a like sports golf. fan. Or you can take it down to the marina, and the marina actually has boats where you can do the boat trips. You can go fishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can hire a boat for a day. You can also do helicopter tours from there. So you don't have to leave. There's a rum factory? That's you'd have to leave Colina, but I'm saying if he was oh. if you were set on going and not getting so a car, so she's got a husband that doesn't want to go places and doesn't want to leave Colina. I'm assuming. I told you leave him home. I was just going to say. <laughs> leave him home. I know I'm with Tracy. I'm assuming. I don't know for sure. All right, moving on to our third question. I hear the food is crazy expensive at Alani. Seven dollars for a hot dog? Are you kidding? Uh, if so, I won't be able to feed my family. Are there low-cost options nearby Alani? Would you buy a hot dog at Walt Disney World? It's the same thing. Yeah. This is a better hot dog. I got to say, this seven, I knew, and I mentioned a $7 hot dog when I had come back. It's a $7 hot dog. It's a pricey hot dog. I'm not going to try to blow smoke anywhere and pretend like it's not. But it was a good hot dog. Better and it's Casey's? relative. Mm-hmm. Which are cold? 
Yeah, like I'm... Yeah, boiled until they're gray yeah. and cold. Yeah, no, this was a good hot dog. I would call this a good hot dog. No, a very good hot dog. If yeah. you're going to eat at the resort, the food's expensive. We covered that on the Food of Alani show. There are options. Get a room with a kitchen and cook all your meals in. There are options to make it yeah. less expensive. But if you're going to eat at Walt Disney World or any of the Disney parks anywhere on any coast anywhere... You already know what this food costs. Yeah. And this is, um, it's pricey. And it would, I can imagine a family of four, I think uh, food expense is a real concern. I really do. I do. Um, Because we've been there just as two. This last time we had our niece with us and we noticed a difference in our food budget. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Now we did do, we had the one bedroom with the kitchen. So, and it's not to say that we cooked a lot, but we had things that we could easily prepare. Even cereal so, in the morning. Yes, just having been right. able to have breakfast in the morning, having drinks and water and snacks in the fridge throughout the day is a cost savings. Just that. A lot of times people talk about food budget, but they add an alcohol budget yeah. into that. Yeah. That's not something I ever discussed because it's not something right. that that's not my iced tea budget is much higher. We picked up a six pack of longboard for and the And across the street like, there's a bar uh, the ABC store that has a right. full liquor store. So you can take that out of your budget. We talked on a previous show as well about, um, you know, in the Colina area with the ABC store and the takeout. There's also the pizza place over there, Pizza Corner. Uh, so there are certainly ways. You can get pizza at Alani. You can get a family-sized pizza there. So I'm not going to be the one to tell you, oh, don't worry, you can eat cheap at, at Alani and you can make this. You can't. But there are ways that you can make the, the budget for the family. A trip, out. if you get a car for the day or if you have a car, one exit. What do you think? Six miles, seven miles? Mm-hmm. Go to Capilay. There is a Super Target. Yep. There's a Food Lion. And there was another one that we found. And I apologize. I don't remember the name of it. Safeway. Safeway. Safeway is there. But there, uh, there's a Costco. There's a Costco. So there are ways to go buy, you know, buy yourself a pound of bologna and a loaf of bread. Um, whatever your family likes. You could have breakfast, lunch, and dinner if you've got it at the kitchen. We did. Uh, we got a lot of our stuff at Costco when we were there. They have a lot of the prepared meals and the prepared uh, trays. We got a couple um, frozen pasta type dishes where you could fry them in the frying pan quickly, and you've got a meal. We picked up a meal sized salad that did us over a couple of days. We had bagels. We had breakfast. So there were a lot of ways um, that we kept our food costs down. I also and think that when you talked about the seven dollar hot dog, which is the big. You yeah. know, sticking point out there. This is a big hot dog. Yes. So this is I don't know how old your kids are or what's going to happen there, but if you're talking about two kids under the age of nine, you probably share that hot dog. Right. And keep in mind, it's a seven dollar hot dog, but for ten dollars, you can get a hot dog and fries. So now, if you've got you know a four and a five year old, and you're getting a hot dog and fries, cutting that hot dog up and splitting some fries, you just fed two kids for ten dollars. Right. Now it becomes more manageable. There's also convenience involved. Of it's course. not just a seven dollar hot dog. This isn't a seven dollar hot dog in the hotel lobby. Right. You're sitting out next to the pool, and you know. You're paying for the convenience of eating next to the pool. I also, I always recommend getting a car, as everybody knows. Um, But if you're not going to keep the car for the whole stay, get a car when you arrive. Pick it up, get rented from Alamo, drop it off at Alani. But on your way, now that car has become your transportation. You're not paying for a shuttle or a taxi. On the way, stop for supplies. Even if you don't have a kitchen... Uh, pick up a styrofoam cooler that you can fill up with ice. Pick up a case of water, some soda or whatever it is your family drinks. A, a liter of milk and a box of cereal will, will go a long way to save that food budget. We bought, we had, uh, everybody had a refillable cup. Mm-hmm. And some of the folks that were with us drink wine. So instead of 
constantly buying wine out at the pool bar, we had bottles of wine in our room and they would take drinks out to the pool. And that's a way to economize. It's much cheaper to buy a bottle of wine than it is to buy that many glasses of wine. Right. Or so, even, a, even a bottle of wine at Alani. So right. if you, if you book with Dreams, we, one of the thank yous we give you for booking with us is a free refillable mug. For everybody in your party. For everybody in your party. So indirectly, Dreams is giving you wine glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. of it like that, but sure. Yeah. Coffee mugs. Coffee, coffee mugs. Exactly. Soda, right? exactly. And when it comes to you know those beverages, instead of paying 3 or $4 a can, you now have a free drink. Oh, we right. go back into, go, go, going back to the car, we bought stuff we call it our emergency rations, and that's the first day you get to Hawaii, you're exhausted because you've been on a plane for 10 hours. We stop and get emergency rations for the next morning for breakfast and coffee, and then we go to the grocery store. But um, one of the people in our party liked peanut butter, and I paid $10 for a jar of peanut butter. So while it's convenient, you pay for convenience. If you can make it through and get a car, go to the grocery store and stock up. The other thing is, too, um, if you're going with a kitchen and you're going to be cooking, there's certain things that you know you cook with, certain spices, throw them in a Ziploc in your suitcase and take them with you. It's very funny. Because um, you're going to use, you know, you might use a couple tablespoons of something. I'm going to tell a story. When when there's five people in one hotel room or six people, everybody likes their eggs a different way. Okay. Can we, first of all, say that you are not in a, all in a hotel room? Double bed. <laughs> you were not all in a standard Cuts. hotel. So when there's six people in a grand not villa. Not the point, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> We've been together too long, can you tell? Yeah. Um, everybody likes their eggs a different way. So I found that I make a frittata where you scramble the eggs and put stuff in it and bake it. Easy. That's the whole recipe. Well, I have found it's even easier to bring or have nonstick muffin pans. Make bunches of little frittatas and everybody gets their own. You don't even then have to cut them. So I brought my, I brought a thing of Pam mm-hmm. and I brought muffin tins from home. They went in my suitcase. Yeah. So, you know, you do things that you know you're going to need. Something we did, we brought our own Keurig cups. We talked about buying a Keurig, mm-hmm. uh, stopping on the way. We brought our own cake cups. Mm-hmm. You know, silly things that. Probably in the grand scheme feel, of things. First of all, it's not only cheaper, but it makes you feel like you're home. Tiny, tiny percentage of our overall food budget, but, you know, we did yeah, what we did too. There's ways. There are ways. Absolutely. All right. Our next question. We are not DVC members. How, how can we get one of the one-bedroom rooms Tracy talked about on a past episode? Don't these go to DVC members first? The first thing you can do is email Tracy H, T-R-A-C-E-Y-H, <laughs> and dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, and I'll help you with that. Um, but basically, Disney makes these available. There are a certain number of villas made available in general inventory to be booked. So it's not... I I don't have anything official to tell me this, but in my head, there are two different inventories. One belongs to DVC. One belongs to the hotel, the, hotel, the resort. That's for any, true. Yeah. So there are, these are available to be booked on a dollar value, just like any other hotel room. I think we talked about this on a previous show. Often a one or a two bedroom villa is a much better value than booking a suite um, at Alani on the quote hotel side. 
So they are they are available to be mm-hmm. to be booked and during, in various views and in, and depending on the time of the year and how crowded it is, you could not. It, there's a possibility that they wouldn't be available. Right. You know, Disney yeah, I understand. will. We were there in May, and it was my understanding that because of schools getting out and things mm-hmm. like that, June was at capacity. Yeah, right. June was at capacity. So there are times when they will move that inventory back and forth. Yes. So you could find yourself yeah. not being able to get one because they're all sold out. That's a different option than than. All being allocated to DVC. I want to go back one second and talk about a family I saw. Um, if you're talking about the $7 hot dog, you know the little small soft-sided coolers you can buy in most tchotchke shops for 5 or $6? I watched a mom bring one down to the pool, and when it was lunchtime, everybody got a sandwich out of the yep. cooler. So you can get around that $7 hot dog. Mm-hmm. Um, we can- brought snacks and drinks down to the pool from our villa. Um, I just think if you're going to do that, you could make a you could make a lunch in the morning, yep. make everybody a sandwich, and buy a, bring a bag of chips, yep. and go downstairs with your refillable mug. And now lunch is a couple bucks exactly. instead of. I have a feeling this this has become sort of the you know urban monster out there. This seven dollar yeah. hot dog, yeah. people have in mind that they're going to get you know a Sabret's little right. hot dog, and it's not true. I just no. think that we have to sort of break people of that idea. Mm-hmm. That it's this, you know, a ripoff. It's a big hot dog. All right. Um, we just touched on this. I hear weekends are very busy at Alani due to all the locals. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely it's true. true. Um, but keep in I mind. I don't know that it's necessarily locals. I think weekends are a big time for people to start and end their vacation. Yeah, there's that as well. And I do think that, I think it's a mix of both. Um, I also, though... You have to remember that what's different with a hotel or a resort. There's only so many rooms. Right. <laughs> so it's not like, you know, you talk about Magic Kingdom being like, oh, my God, it's crazy busy because it's a weekend or because it's Christmas Day. We're talking way different right. variances in numbers. There are only so many rooms, only so much occupancy. So, yes, it's busier. There's no doubt. I also think because this is a time when people start and end their vacation, I think Olani is so big and so amazing that when you first get there, your reaction is, I'm not leaving. Yeah. So I think that has a lot to do with the weekends being busy. People want to stay And then what happens is once the middle of the week comes, people start venturing away from the hotel. We try to do it the opposite way. So what we try to do is if we know we're spending days away from the resort, we do it on the weekend. So we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Us too. We also, again, we were there for Mother's Day, and Mother's Day was very busy. Yep. And the, you know, we had people who were coming in for meals, mm-hmm. taking mom to maybe someplace nice Some for dinner. Some to Alma for sure. dinner. All right. Next question. On one past show, Kevin mentioned that all the beaches in Hawaii were open to the public. How does Alani keep people off their beach with a big taser? Uh, if not, does that mean that the beach will be crowded with people not staying at Alani? The beach is public. The beach is not easy to get to. If you've driven to Alani, you have to pay to park. But yes, the beach is open to the public. There are walkways to the beach. The beach itself is open. The beach chairs, the beach activities, the beach... What's the word I'm looking Accoutrement. for? Accoutrement. That's not open to the public. I don't think this is as big as a problem as it is, but Hawaii is very pop. Very, Hawaii is very proud of the fact that yeah. there are no private beaches. There are, and I think what Alani has also done, if you look at pictures of the beach, there's chairs just about in the entire beach area. So you have to have a wristband to be in a chair. Right. Now, outside of where the Alani 
invisible line is, you will see families coming from other areas, maybe staying in condos nearby or living nearby, um, and they will come. But I don't find that that infringes on beach space at all. No, but any And as I've already said on a previous show, we spend almost all of our time in the ocean. That's where we swim in the ocean. But the other, on the other side of that is you can find multi-million dollar homes, 30 and $40 million homes, and the beach in front of their house is public also. Right. Yeah. Um, next to Alana, you mentioned having to pay to park. There's actually a, a free parking uh access road that I believe Alani had to install as part of the beach being open to everybody. So people but, can you can go there and park, but there's like three spaces. I was going to say right. total eight cars, right? <laughs> and you can have access to the beach that way. Um, there's also right down from Alani in Koalina, there is an open park. Right. So people, in my opinion, are not sort of going to Alani to go to the beach. They're going to go to this big open park. I was going to say going to the beach at Alani is I would see that if I was just going to the beach to be a bit of a hassle. One of the things that Disney does do at Alani to sort of keep people who are not staying there off of their resort property is there are gates at the bottom of Alani's property as it meets the beach, and you have to use a key card to get back in. access the pool area and the showers and things like that. So it's not... It's not quite as free-flowing, but the beach is public. Yep. And also, we mentioned on a previous show that you to use the facilities at Alani, you get a wristband. So they will check for um, the wristband to make sure that you are meant to be there and you mm-hmm. have access to the pool area. So you know nobody who's not staying there can get up into the pool area. All right. Uh, next question. How does Auntie's Beach House compare to the kids' programs on Disney Cruise Line? Uh, something we learned very early on is that the people who are running Auntie's Beach House um, actually were trained mm-hmm. by staff who had been on Disney Cruise Line doing the kids' programs. Some folks actually came there and did training there. So I believe you have that level of care for your kids. Yeah. I would say as far as level, quality of the offerings, quality of the staff, the people working with your children, I think they're ex- very comparable, if not you know, the same. Um, I think once a week they should make Auntie's Beach House open to adults. Yeah. I really would. I no would love kidding. that. I yeah. would hang out in there. It's yeah. First of all, this looks like a very, very, very expensive home. Mm-hmm. This is... This is not thrown together. They should this do that is, at night. They should have like a, a night and pay to pay to come in as an adult and right. hang out. Open bar kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, open it as a bar kind of thing. It's a very, very cool place to hang out. So I can't speak to the quality of one versus the other, but I've been through both and I think this is every bit as cool. Yeah. As- I will say though that, you know, when you compare the two, obviously Auntie's Beach House has less activities. Mm-hmm. Disney Cruise Line is a much bigger kids program for sure dealing with much more children, you know, much more uh, time where they would might go to a club because they're on a cruise. I would also tell you, though, that Auntie's Beach House has the beach and the pool mm. and all of those things that, you know, DCL Take doesn't kids. have a beach yet right. on the ship. And the thing is, um, when you bring your kids to Auntie's Beach House, for the most part, that's where they're staying. So they're not uh, taking your kids to the beach. They're not taking them to the pool. Right. So whereas on the cruise line, there may be other, they're not taking them to the beach or the pool either, but there may be other, you know, things going on. So you're confined to the house. Uh, there is a play area in the back of the house as well. Um, there are some activities at Auntie's that are paid. Lunch is paid 
but for example, whereas on the cruise line, um, if your kids are in over a meal, they would get their lunch included as it is included right. on the cruise. With the cruise anyway, sure. Right. So there's some subtle differences, but this is top notch. This is there not a babysitter. This is not. Game tables. Mm-hmm. They're video games built into the surface of the table. And one was uh, the one that I played was a matching game where you're looking down into a, either an aquarium or a tide pool, and there are all these fish swimming around. And like six or seven kids can play. Yeah. And what you're doing is you're trying to yeah. match one fish to the next. And when the game times out, the person who won gets fireworks in front of their area. Mm-hmm. And I thought, go ahead, leave. Yeah. I'm going to stay here for a couple minutes. <laughs> Apparently there were six or seven or eight games involved in each table. And I thought I could spend an hour yeah. or two with those. And, the, and that's the thing. And that's when you say that, you know, similar to the cruise line, the cruise line ha- offers things like that. It has the computers. It has, mm-hmm. you know, you may have. Now you've got the Star Wars experience on right. board. You've got the Marvel yeah. experience on board. We so, talked about something. Um, there's a room, a movie room where they showed um, Disney movies. And one of the cool things was, I thought as an adult this was very cool, when you went into the movie room, it looked like you were inside the house and looking out into the yard. But while you were in the movie room, there was a thunderstorm outside. And we thought, well, that seems kind of dreary. And we asked why that was, and they said, well, in Hawaii, it's always so sunny Mm -hmm. that kids can go outside and play all the time. So... Kids in Hawaii get kind of excited when there's a thunderstorm because you get to sit inside and watch movies. Right. So this simulated. Was a, and there were sofas and chairs and beanbags and stuff. And I thought I could sit in here and watch a movie too. Something that was very interesting during our tour of Andy's Beach House was the music that was playing. Oh my gosh. They had this soundtrack that was all Disney classics with sort of a Hawaii bent to them. Did you hear this? But not only. They were had a Hawaiian theme to them. They were sung in Hawaiian. Yes. They, there's different places they'll play those around the resort as well. We've tried everywhere to buy that music. I you asked can't. Them. And do you want to know what they tell you? That the artists have not signed, the, you know, there's yeah. artist rights and right. things like yeah. that. We have tried everything. We did to too. We've asked music. everywhere, mm-hmm. thinking that somebody's going to go, oh, here, I have a copy. Yeah. Right. It's, they said there were 14 or 16 songs yeah. that they've and done. Every once in a while in an elevator, you'll catch one, and it's like, oh, I want that. Yeah. All right, so let's do our last uh, question, and that is uh, when we eventually go to Alani, we will be a large group, extended family of 10-plus. What kind of accommodation should we be looking at? If there were 10 of you or less, I would highly recommend one of the Grand Villas. I'm going to be honest with you. I think with 10 people, it would be tight. Well, it depends on I if there's if kids I think some of them are stuff. children. Right. It might be a little bit easier. Oh, see, I never assume there's children. <laughs> Why there children are go to two queen beds in two of the rooms and a king bed. So there's two, four, six, It does say eight, 10, 10 because there's a pull-out sofa and there's a pull-out chair. Yeah. So if we could put two in each of the queen-size beds, there's four, four in a room, and four is eight, and two in the king-size bed, there's 10. There's, I know, a pull-out sofa. Might be 14. I think yeah. it might 13 be 14. 13 or 14. And then they've got that bed that flips down out of the TV center. That's not in the Grand Villa. There's no. not one of those in the Grand Villa. Oh. You could sleep on the dining room table. <laughs> if you really there are chaise lounges out on the table. Chaise lounges out on the table. It also you- depends on budget. Yeah. Because I can tell you three standard rooms are probably going to be less. 
than a grand villa. Um, Maybe what sometimes I'll suggest for people as well, if they want that kitchen, is maybe a one bedroom and some studios, a couple studios. So I think it depends on the budget. I think it depends if you're okay if all of the rooms aren't together. Mm -hmm. Because again, that's one of those things we can request that you have three rooms together but can't guarantee. As But something like a grand villa, you could all be together. Now I also want to take into account having a kitchen and a laundry. Yes. It allows you to pack less, so you're going to save on luggage fees. That's right. So, you know, doing, you know, if everybody's chipping in and doing a one bedroom, that would give you kitchen and laundry, and then maybe the others are in a lesser. So there's different, there's different ways we can manipulate the rooms to, you know, kind of, I always like, people are, are, are funny about sharing their budget, um, but I think that's really important information for us as an agent. So if I know what your budget is, I can help you maximize your budget. Right. Well, so I think people are also afraid that if they tell you what their maximum budget is, try that to you're automatically going to yeah. be there. Yeah, right. and that's the biggest concern. Um, but my goal always is when I know a budget, I want to get you the best value right, for your exactly. money. Let me figure out how we can configure this. Maybe you can get a one bedroom with an ocean view and a couple standard rooms for sleeping and showering. Yep. You know, there's different things that we can do. And uh, also I think, a lot too depends on what is the makeup of your party. If you're exactly. looking at, you know, two adults and eight kids. That's right. You know, you got if you go back to our first show, I think you also have to tell your agent what you think your party's going to use their room exactly. for. There are some people who are going to sleep and shower and they're out. Mm-hmm. We find that we actually, we had movie night where we all sat around and watched a movie. We played cards a couple of nights. We cooked. We used our room fully. And if you think about the way that you travel, the five of you, even though your room can sleep twice as many people, it really wouldn't work. No, absolutely not. You know, I'm like, all of a sudden, Chris and I, we don't want to be on your couch. So technically we could put seven people in there, but you wouldn't want to do that. And I think the dynamic and the relationship of the people traveling together makes a big difference. You know, some families travel well together, but I don't want to stay with my extended family in a grand villa. I know this is our family by choice. Right. So, and I think you're right. We all have a private bedroom. We all have a private bathroom and we share the community area. That's right. And so I think it depends a lot on the relationship of these 10 people. And, and you know your family and how much time and how close you can be to them before Alani starts to feel like a really small resort. Or one of them goes off the balcony. <laughs> right. I'm always, it's always funny when you talk to somebody who says, well, you know, we've booked on a Disney cruise and the wife and I are in an Ocean View stateroom, but we put the kids in an inside stateroom. Right. And you think, yeah. oh, oh, there you that go. That happens a lot. Or you'd be surprised at how many people say, um, you know, we need two staterooms. We're traveling with my sister or my parents, but do not make them <laughs> connecting or do not put us on the same deck. It happens. Yeah, it sure does happen. <laughs> for sure. All right. That'll do it for our Alani question and answer. Thank you guys for helping me out with those. Um, we're going to move on to our contest. Usually at the end of our shows, we've been doing our agent spotlight for the month of July for our Alani content. We are doing a special contest where you could win a five-day, four-night stay at Disney's Alani Resort and Spa. I got a little channel, a little bit of uh, Charles Nelson Riley there. Ah. Up to four adults in an ocean view room. It does not include your air transfers, food, souvenirs, and or miscellaneous expenses. Uh, date restrictions apply, and travel cannot be over a major U.S. holiday. Um, there are some other rules that I would like to read, uh, just so that we're all on the same page. 
You must be 21 years of age or older to enter. All entries must be received by August 15th, 2016. Entries will be accepted via email only to Alani underscore contest at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com and must include your full legal name, email address, home address, and correct answers to all 10 questions. One entry per email address. All 10 questions will be posted during the Dreams Unlimited Travel podcasts about Alani during the month of July, some each podcast. You must wait until all questions have been posted before sending in answers. One winner will be drawn from all entries with correct answers. By, sub- by submitting an entry, you agree, to show- you agree to allow Dreams Unlimited Travel to announce and post your name and mul- on multiple websites and social networks in conjunction with winning the contest. So here's the good news, folks. This is question number 10. If you've missed any of the other questions or you're just coming in on this show, go back and listen to the last three shows. During those shows, you will see the other questions as part of the contest. You must include the answers to all 10 into one email. And if you're watching this show, you can start sending them in and sending in your answers because we're going to get question number 10 from Tracy. Question number 10. What is the name of Aulani's, a Disney resort and spa, only table service restaurant, and what is the meaning of of the word. What is the meaning of that name? Wow, this is a compound question. It is. It's almost like you asked 11. Buffets are not table service restaurants. <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. Um, as we said, during our shows, you we may have answered some of these questions already, or you may have to go out and get the answers on your own. We don't believe it's going to be too hard to find some of these answers. But again, get all 10 questions together, include all the information I listed in the rules of the contest, put them in an email, send them off to us, and then um, we will be drawing a winner and announcing who that will be in August. So thank you all very much for watching. Everybody at home for uh, watching and listening to our show. Thank you guys here for participating in our conversation. We hope you have a great week, and I hope you have a great vacation.